Refuge, what's up? How you guys doing? Real quick, I just want to give a shout out real quick. There was a couple people that were on stage tonight for the first time. I just want to shout out. I know you embarrass you guys. But Dax was up here playing the bass. Give it up for Dax. Dude, where's he at? Where's he at? Dude, you killed it. Great job. And maybe in Sierra back here, but Sarah Anderson just killed Did you hear? That was like a straight dance beat. I'm like in the back, like getting down. You know what I mean? Great job. Seriously, totally awesome. Um, tonight, we continue in the series that we've been in for a few weeks now called Like, and we're looking at relationships. And so maybe this is your first week, maybe this is your third week, but last week we gave you guys all who are here these books. Did, you, did anyone bring these books to Refuge tonight? Okay, awesome. The sixth grade girls, great job, guys. Uh, everybody bring these. That's why we gave them to you, not so you could like throw them in the trash. Um, that's just like money down the drain. Don't like that. We gave these to you, and we have some this week. If you didn't get it last week, we only have a few, so don't try to like double dip. Um, but we gave them to you because we wanted you to start owning your faith. That's what we talked about. And we, we gave you a tool, and uh, hopefully you guys have been running, walking through it. We gave you this tool we call one two one. And basically it takes one book, the book of Ephesians, and we walk through it in 21 days. We read the whole book, and we ask questions, and we evaluate kind of what that means to our life. And so hopefully you guys are walking through it. If not, you can start the 21 days tomorrow. You just got to go to the Connect table and grab one of these. It's like the reading plan. Encourage you to do that. We want you guys to see not this just be your only, like, experience with Jesus throughout the week, that you would, you know, own your faith throughout the week. So, oh, it just got really weird. Oh, question time. My little vacation thing was awesome. We went camping. It was sweet. I haven't been camping in a long time. Um, I almost fell in the river with Bryce. That was almost really bad. Uh, I actually did fall in the river, but I saved Bryce. It was heroic. It was awesome and heroic. Um, anyways, yeah, it was awesome. Thanks for asking. Um, I heard you guys had a great week last week. I listened to Micah's message, just straight bringing heat. Um, I love this, okay? Um, fo- what is it? Uh, fog is clouds sitting on the ground. Genius. Micah just speaks wisdom into my life so many times. Uh, so tonight, check it out, we're going to continue in this series, and we're talking about friendship, okay? Um, a lot of you guys have friends. Most of you guys have friends. And here's the thing. As we look at this Facebook thing, the whole website was based around this friend thing, right? Like, if I want to connect with you on Facebook, I become your friend, right? That's how it works. And so, um, and then over the past couple months, uh, I, I think this is truly ridiculous, but um, it's cool if you've done it. Uh, there's this new thing, and that's what the talk is called tonight, because there's this new thing that if you, um, it, it's something you put on your status, and it, you go, truth is, dot, 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 like, okay? Here's why I think it's ridiculous. I, I, if you've done it, it's cool. We've all done ridiculous things before in our lives. Um, but here's the deal. What if somebody liked it, and you hated that person? Like, straight up, like, you would rather jump off a cliff than, than talk to this person. But this is what you see. Truth is, I miss you, and I don't see you enough, and I hope we see each other real soon. Hugs and kisses, bye. It's like, no, what you really want to say is every time I see you, I want to, like, stick toothpicks in my eyeballs. But you're not going to put that on Facebook. So my, my question, just a question, why... Why even open yourself up to that? Like, that's why I don't want to do it, because what if that one random guy that I only accepted his friend request because I didn't want to be a jerk decides to like it? Oh, shoot. Uh, truth is, you're a pretty cool dude. Truth is, see ya. See you around, buddy. And it's like, oh, he gets awesome. He thinks I'm cool. I don't know. I, I think it's kind of ridiculous. But anyways, that's the, that's the point tonight is um, we want to look at the truth, right? Truth is, what... 
what about friendships? Do they matter at all? As we have friends all around our lives, at school, here maybe, do friendships actually matter? And so um, I, I want to I kind of give you this poll that I found this week, and it kind of blew my mind. Uh, there was a poll taken of teenagers just like you guys 50 years ago, okay? So like maybe some of your parents or something, okay? They were in a room like this, and they took a poll, and here's what the poll was. Who are the number one influencers in your life? So, like, if you guys were to take a poll right now, you would say, these are the the people that influence my life the most. And so, uh, the reason I want to show you this is because times have changed, for sure. Here's the number one influencer for people 50 years ago your age. Does anyone want to take a guess on what it was? Hey, you guys are pretty smart. The number one influencer in a student's life, if we took a poll right now, 50 years ago, they said, my parents are number one. I don't know how that lands on some of you guys. You guys would be like, no. Uh, 50 years ago, though, it said number one is parents. Anyone t- take a guess on number two? What? Somebody said it over here, I think. Teachers. <laughs> I know you guys are like, what? No way. 50 years ago, people said the number one is parents, number two is teachers. Number three, any guesses? Number three? Siblings. Siblings. No. Number three was spiritual leaders. Okay, that's like me or Micah or your small group leader or if you, you know, Pastor Vance or whatever. That was number three. So people your age 50 years ago said the number one influence in my life is parent. Number two is teachers. Number three, spiritual leaders. Times have changed, right? You guys are like, uh, yeah. Number one, anyone take a guess? Friends. And maybe you're like, my friends don't influence me. Yeah, they do. That's the whole point of tonight. We're going to talk about that. Number one, pe- friends influence you. Number one is what people your age say. Maybe you agree with that. Maybe you don't. Number two, guesses? Coaches? No. Number two is media. Number two is media. So like movies, you know, music, TV shows, the internet, whatever. The number two influencer for students your age now, 50 years later, is media. Number three is parents. Now, parents made the list. Spiritual leaders dropped to number 17. How awesome is that? <laughs> oh, that's so awesome. Uh, it's cool. Times have changed. Number one is friends. Number two is media. Number three is parents. So here's the deal. Tonight as we talk about it, do friendships matter? I think the answer is yes. The number one influencer in students your age, your life, is your friends. So it's probably good to see as Christians or people trying to figure this whole Jesus thing out, what, is, what does God say about it? What is, it? Does it matter? Does he care? What has friendships to do with the Bible at all? And so tonight, I want to give you guys a statement um, that I think some of you guys are going to disagree with. But if you bear with me, I think you'll agree with it at the end of the talk tonight. Um, I hope you will as we look at God's word and see. Um, so here's the statement I want to give you, and, and I think this is true. I spent some time on it this week, and I, I'm pretty confident this is true as we talk tonight. So here it is. If you have your journal or maybe you have your on your own book, you four people, and uh, whoever else has something right on your arm. You have some pins from when we did the poll earlier. Here is the statement for tonight. Is it friendships determine the direction and quality of your life? I'm going to read it again. Friendships determine the direction and quality of your life. I don't know if you agree with that tonight. That I would say your friendships determine the direction of your life and the quality of your life. So I want to tell a couple stories to illustrate this. Uh, You guys all have friends, right? We all have friends, whether we have a few friends or we have a bunch of friends. um, But we all have a bunch of, you know, friends. And we all have stories 
of our friends being good friends? How many people would say, I have a couple good friends in my life? Raise your hand. Okay, but we also have stories, and even if they're a good friend, we have stories of when people in our lives were like bad friends. Like maybe they threw you under the bus at some point. Not literally. Like that would be a really bad friend. I mean like figuratively, like in a conversation, they threw you under the bus. Maybe you heard that. Well, I, you, all have, you all have stories where you have really bad friends, right? And I have a story I wanted to share tonight. Um, it was right when I turned 17, and uh, we've talked about 17-year-old Scott. He was totally awesome. Um, not, not really. Uh, he tried. Um, 17-year-old Scott is, uh, it just started going to church, and so I'm just starting to hang out with Christian people. Um, and so I go to this guy's house, one day, me and my buddy Frank, right? We talk about this all the time. Frank and I used to hang out all the time. And so me and Frank go to this guy's house, and the plan for the night is that we're going to go play some pool. Right? I, I love to play pool. I'm really bad at it. But I go to play pool. And so we all show up at this one guy's house that we're going to go play pool. And so we show up and we're like, okay, well, it's pointless for all of us to drive. Why don't we just carpool? And say, okay, cool. Let's go. And so I jump in with Frank and I leave my truck. And now let's talk about my truck for a minute. My truck wasn't cool at all. It was a Ford Ranger. Nothing against Ford Rangers. But, like, I thought it was super awesome. But it really wasn't. There's nothing done to it. The windows were tinted. And I had a cool stereo system. But, like, I washed it every single week. Like, I, like, polished the rims and, like, spoke to it like it, like it was a person. You know, that weird stuff. Um, maybe you do that. But, I mean, I, this truck to me was everything. I love this truck. It's my first vehicle. So that's, you got to know that. So Frank and I, we go, and we're hanging out, and we're playing pool. And, uh, and all of a sudden, I reach in my pocket, and I realize that my keys aren't there. And so then I start freaking out. This is my baby, right? I start freaking out, and I'm thinking, okay, uh, this is bad. I don't have my keys, and I know I'm not buying my truck right now, but when I get back there, is my truck going to be there? Where are my keys? Freaking out, right? You've, you've been there. Um, so pool's done. And I, I mean, I'm just like heart racing. And we go, we show up at this guy Zach's house, and we show back up at Zach's house, and as we pull up, my, my worst fear is happened. My truck is gone. Oh, yeah. Gasp, okay? Loud gasps. I, like, started freaking out because I'm like, no, 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 this, this happens to other people. This doesn't happen to me. My truck is gone. And so I start freaking out. I'm pacing. I'm doing the thing. And my friends are like, Scott, dude, oh, sorry, bro. What happened? And I'm like, I don't know, dude. I'm freaking out. And I'm like, okay, I, I guess this is what I, I call the cops. I guess that's what you do when you car gets stolen. I was like, wait, but first, I got to call my mom because that's who you call first when stuff like this happens. Um, and, and so I'm freaking out, and I don't know if you've ever been there, and you, nobody guys would admit this, but um, especially you guys, but like, there's just something when you talk to your mom, you just, all your emotions just come out, maybe, no? Um, so I'm like being a man about it, my truck just got stolen, I'm pacing, and, uh, and I'm like, I'm like, okay, ring, 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 and I don't know if you ever woke your mom up in the middle of the night, but she could be all like sweet and awesome, but when she wakes up, she's like, whoa, devil woman, like what? And, uh, and then you can, like, smell her breath through the phone. It's so gross, right? And uh, so I'm like, as soon as she's like, hello, I'm just like, oh. <laughs> this dumb again. And my mom's like, Scotty, what? And then my dad, you hear him wake up. Oh. And I'm like, my snowy truck is gone. It's not Darren. I don't know what to do. So I called you. And she's just like, what happened? Where are your keys? And I'm like, I don't know. I lost them. And she's just like, what do you mean you lost them? What do you mean I lost them? I lost them. But I'm crying. I mean, tears. And my buddies, you know, come on. 
there's buddies there. And I'm like, this is so embarrassing. And then all of a sudden, I'm crying. I'm just pouring it out for my mom. Like, mom, I don't understand what happened. And then all of a sudden, I see my buddies. And I just stop. And I'm like, oh, my goodness. I say, hold on, mom. And they toss me my keys. And what happened was, when I thought I put them in my pocket... When we were leaving, I dropped them on the driveway, and instead of a stranger grabbing them and stealing my truck, my buddies decided to leave a few minutes after us and grab my truck and pull it around the corner and park it on another street. So here I am, 17 years old, I think I'm awesome, you know, I got like a black hair, cool thing going on, and I'm just like bawling my head off, and my buddies are just there just laughing because look at what we did to Scott, we made him look like a total fool. So here's why I tell that story. I didn't even realize it that day, but my friends determined the direction and quality of my life. I didn't even realize what was happening, but my friends determined the direction and the quality. They had me crying my eyes out to my mommy, and they had me freaking out. Friendships determine the direction and quality of your life. So here's what we're going to do. We're going to look at uh, one verse in the Bible tonight, and we are going to pick it apart for a few minutes. And we're, tonight, the goal is that I would ask you a lot of questions. And you're not going to answer them, no like hand raising, that type of thing. But as I ask questions, you would evaluate. No, you don't have to talk to somebody. You don't, you don't need to try to front or lie. But you would just, in your heart, say, I'm going to answer these questions. And ask, answer them honestly. And then later, we're going to go into some small groups. And if you want to, I'd love for you guys to just start some conversation and talk about it. Because we really believe friendships are a big deal. Because if this is true, that they determine the direction and quality of your life, it's super important that we see what God says about it and figure out how to make that count in our lives. So if you have your Bible, open it up to Proverbs chapter 13. Uh, Proverbs is a book of the Bible that uh, is written by a guy named Solomon. And it's just a book of the Bible we can just pull things out of these little like pieces of truth that we can just like attach to our life. Like they're super, almost like fortune cookie type statements. You can say, man, that's true. And, and maybe you've heard a lot of Proverbs in your life. It's just a bunch of, a list of a bunch of things that God says, this is wisdom. And I'm speaking through this guy Solomon to give you these little bits of wisdom. So the verse we're going to look at is verse 20. So you have your Bible, it's Proverbs 13, verse 20. If you don't have your Bible, it's going to be on the screen. Here's what Proverbs 13, 20 says. Whoever walks with the wise becomes wise. But the companion of fools will suffer harm. Let me read that again. Proverbs 13, 20 says, Whoever walks with the wise becomes wise. But the companion of fools will suffer harm. Tonight is super simple. We're not going to take a lot of time to, to, to unpack all these crazy truths. Here's what we see in this verse. There's two people, right? This isn't this take like Bible scholar to look at. There's two people in the verse. There's the wise person and there's the fool. Whoever walks with the wise becomes wise. Whoever is the companion of fools suffers harm. So tonight I want to look at the wise and the fools. And and as we're talking about these two people, here's what I want you to do. I want you to evaluate your friendships. Not only evaluate your friendships, but evaluate what kind of friend you are. As we look at what it means to be wise and what it means to be, as the Bible says, a fool, are you walking with people that are wise or are you walking with people that the Bible would say are fools? Are you, as a friend, wise, or are you what the Bible calls foolish? So here's what I want to do. I want to give you a couple definitions that I came up with this week of a wise person and a fool. So here's the first one. Here's, here's a definition, I think, of a wise person. Super easy. A wise person is someone who knows the difference between right and wrong, 
and chooses to do what's right, even when it's hard. Super practical definition of a wise person tonight. And as we're talking about this, ask yourself, am I walking with wise people? Are the people that I spend my Friday nights with, or I plan on spending all summer with, or I hang out with every week, or we have slumber parties every week, or the people I sit with at lunch, are these people wise or not? A wise person is someone who knows the difference between right and wrong and chooses to do what's right even when it's hard. So here's, here's this person, and the Bible says that if we walk with wise, that we walk with the wise, that we will become wise. So as we said earlier, friendships determine the direction and quality of your life. So as we are walking with wise people, and we are surrounding ourselves with people who, who know God and who walk with God and who are wise, as the Bible calls wise, then we will become wise. It's like as we walk with them, we start to be influenced by them, and they determine the direction and the quality of our life, and we become wise. There's this other person that this verse talks about. It's the fool. Here's the definition of a fool. A fool is someone who knows the difference between right and wrong. I think he knows it's going. But chooses to do what is wrong. I think we can all say we know some fools. People that the Bible say are fools, Okay. We know that person, the person that knows what's right and wrong. They know they shouldn't do this. They know they shouldn't do that. But they choose to do what's wrong just because they want to. The Bible says that if we are the companions of those people, we will suffer harm. So as we evaluate our friendships, evaluate the people you spend the most time with, are they people that the Bible says are wise, who know what's right and know what's wrong and, do, and choose to do right even when it's hard, even when they're being made fun of, even when everyone's looking at them like, are you serious? Even when they're like, oh, wow, that kid's lame. Is, are you walking with people or are you the person who does what's right even if it's hard, even if people are looking down on you, even when people are saying you're crazy or you're not cool or you're not this or you're not that, are you walking with people and are you somebody who chooses to do what's right even when it's hard? Are you the fool? Somebody knows the difference but doesn't care. Who chooses to do what is wrong? I have a, a fool lesson that I learned, another quick story about my dumb friends. Um, I, uh, it was when I was nine, right? Nine-year-olds are just awesome. Does anyone have any, like, nine-year-old siblings or something or around that age? Uh, they're just awesome because uh, they really don't have, like, a brain yet. Like, their brain hasn't developed because they don't really think too much about, like, the consequences of things. So here's me and my buddies. We used to hang out. We were, like, four guys, hung out every single day. This is during the summer. Every day we hung out during the summer. And uh, we're all at my buddy's house, and there was this cool thing. I don't know if it's cool anymore, but it was cool, and it was called ding-dong ditching, right? Is that, have a, like, a cool, fancy new name, or is it still just that, okay? Um, I heard, like, toilet papering has a new name now. No. Yeah, rolling if you're from the south. How weird is that? Let's go rolling. No, no, no. Somebody tweeted it. Something like, I don't know. I don't know, member. Whatever. Ding dong ditching. Here's the premise. If you don't know, if you've, like, lived under a rock your whole life, you walk up to a door, and you're like, ding, 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 ding. And you just run away. Ah, that person's an idiot. And then you hide. And then you hide. And then they're like, ooh. There's nobody on my door. And you're like, ah, this is so funny. It's really kind of dumb. But nine-year-old kids do that, or maybe like 15-year-old kids. Don't, don't tell your friends if you do that. That's weird. Um, are you guys do tonight? Let's go ding-dong ditching. Yeah, sweet. Now people like open their door and like shoot guys with paintballs. 
That's like the teenage version. I'm not, I'm not like endorsing that or anything. That's bad. Don't do that. Um, anyway, so we ding-dong ditched this guy's house. We, uh, and this guy lives three doors down from my, my buddy. He lives like three houses away from my friend. And uh, so I'm like, dude, it's kind of close. You know, dude, that's kind of close to your house. And uh, he's like, that's cool, dude. It's going to be awesome. Let's go. And so we all go, and we're all doing that thing. We're like, come on, come on. No, you go. You do it. No. And, uh, and we do it, right? Ding, 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 ding. And we sprint away like cool nine-year-olds running away. And we all hide behind this, like, truck or whatever. And little do we know, because my friend is dumb, this dude's a cop. And he's not like a... He's not like your, you know, like kind of cool cop. He is like your cop, like, I will not stand for this stuff. So he opens the door, and he's like, you know, of course he probably wasn't that big, but he looks like, oh, because I'm nine. And uh, he starts screaming. Like, we don't even know what he's saying. He's just screaming, la, 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 and he slams the door. And then the next thing you know, his garage starts opening. I'm like, oh, my gosh, there's like a tank coming out of there or something. Like, but no, the guy gets in his car, and so we just start running. And this dude gets in his car, and he's just chasing us. And he doesn't know where we are, but we see him because he's in a car, and we're not. And so we're running around this park. If you've ever been to uh, River Mountain Park over, like, Section 27, nobody knows what that is. It's way far from here. Um, River Mountain Park, okay? But that's where we were. We're running around this park, like, freaking out. Finally, this dude, and he's just, like, screaming out the window. Like, dude, who, this guy's crazy. And uh, so finally... He, like, stops, like, dead on, like, doing the headlines. We're all just like, no, surrender! And we fall on the ground, and he's just screaming his head off. And I'm just, again, my buddy's just, yeah, please, don't do anything to me, mom. I'm going to have a cell phone yet, because those were cool back then. But if I did, I'd call my mom. And I'm freaking out, screaming, crying my head off. And all my buddies are, too. We were all in the same boat on that one. And uh, this guy just, literally, I didn't understand one word he said, but then he just gets in his car and drives away. And he's probably, like, laughing, like, oh, I taught those kids a lesson. But here we are, just, like, freaking out on the grass, crying our eyes out. Here's, here's, here's the point. I just followed dumb buddy number one. When he said, let's go ding-dong ditch this house, I said, okay, I'm a companion of a fool right now because I have no idea. What How do you not know a cop lives three doors down from me? That's all I want to know. How do you not know that? The dude, like, brings his car home. How do you not know that? Because he's an idiot. But I learned that day, that, and that's nothing. Like, I thought I was going to die, but I didn't. But, like, here's the point. The Bible doesn't say this. The Bible doesn't say a companion of fools might get in trouble. He might get run down by the weird, crazy cop guy if you ding-dong ditch his house. The Bible doesn't say you, you might get yourself in something you don't want to be in. Here's what the Bible says. A companion of fools will suffer harm. Here's the deal tonight. If you are surrounding yourself with what the Bible would consider a fool, someone who knows the difference between right and wrong but doesn't do it, who does wrong anyways, here's the deal, guys. You will get hurt. Whether that you get your heart broken whether you just get let down in a huge way or worse. Like you get really hurt. Something actually happens to you physically. The Bible says that a companion of fools will get hurt. And some of you in this room have stories of that. You have a story where you were walking with fools and maybe you still are and you got hurt. Maybe you got arrested. Maybe this happened. Maybe that happened. Whatever it is for you, you've seen this play out. What it says in the Bible here in Proverbs 13, you've seen it play out in your life. That the companion of fools, not might, not maybe, will suffer harm. Tonight, kind of shorter, I'm going to invite the band to come up. And here's why. I want to ask some questions, and I want to talk for a minute about some more stuff. But 
tonight we're going to ask some questions in our small group that we really want you to navigate through as a small group. We're not going to make anybody talk, but we would love for you to start some conversations in your group. And we have some questions we've given each leader, and we're going to walk through those questions as we evaluate. Because if friendships really determine the direction and the quality of your life, it's a real good time and opportunity to take some hard look at our friendships. Here you go, Dex. That's yours, bud. So we need to be evaluating our friendships. But here's the deal. Some of us don't want to do that. Some of you don't, like you're plugging your ears this whole time because you don't really want to evaluate your friendships. Because we all want to be accepted, right? We don't want to leave our friends because then we're that weird kid that walked away from friendships we shouldn't be in. And we don't, we don't want to do that, if we're honest tonight. That we want to be accepted. I mean, that's Facebook. Like, that's how the whole thing's set up. You request to be somebody's friend and you either get accepted or you get declined. Most of the time, even if they're not really like your friends, they'll accept you because nobody wants to like decline you and yes, you're really mean, which some of you guys have been, I'm sure. But here's the deal tonight. Being accepted really isn't enough. Like, you guys know, you guys have friends on Facebook that you've accepted, but you're not really like real friends with them. They're not really a part of your life and they're not what we would consider and you would consider true friends. So tonight as I close, I want to ask the question, what's a true friend? As we evaluate our friendships and ask questions about our friendships, what is a true friend? And do you have true friends? Here's what I think a true friend is. I think a true friend is somebody who will love you, not just accept you. You're like, okay, my friends love me. Here's the deal. Let's talk about that for a minute. They love you, not just accept you. Do you have people in your life who genuinely care about you? Not, not your, your drama that you're in right now and they want to be the shoulder to cry. No, they really actually care about your life. Like outside of junior high school, outside of high school, in your family, in your relationship with God. They actually care and want to know about that stuff in your life. Oh, True friends don't just say, man, I accept you and I'm just going to kind of let you be. No, a true friend accepts you but loves you too much to keep you the way you are. They want to walk with you. A true friend wants to see you change and grow up and mature. Some of you guys, the truth is tonight, you don't have those people in your life. You have people that aid where you're at right now and just want to let you just cry on their shoulder and they don't really care about your future and they don't really care about your family or relationship with God. They just care about kind of where you're at right now. One more statement tonight I thought was good. Here's what it says. A true, and it's kind of confusing, but listen. A true friend cares more about their friend than the friendship. This is actually something that Tom Richter said at camp last year. That a true friend cares more about the friend than the friendship. Here's what that means. A true friend will call you out. Because they love you so much. If you're doing stuff you shouldn't do, if you're wrapped up in a relationship or a situation you shouldn't be in, a true friend cares more about you and your heart and your life than some little friendship. Here's what that means for you. Are there people in your life that are willing to call you out? 
When you start talking to that boy you shouldn't be talking to, or you start messing around with that girl you should have nothing to do with, are there people in your life who consider them your consider you a friend that say, look, you shouldn't be doing that because it's not good for you. What that means for me is I need people in my life who if I start being crazy with the way I'm being a husband or a father or or leading you guys here at Refuge, man, a true friend is somebody who would say, Scott, stop. What are you doing? This isn't good for you. And it is my responsibility to make sure that I'm not just not hanging out with people that I can get along with, but friendships, if they really determine the direction and quality of your life, you would get people around you who aren't afraid to call you out. And you would be a friend who's not afraid to call people out. Not mean, but because you love them, because you care. If you're a Christian tonight, I just want to kind of give a charge to you. Here's the truth tonight. And I was kind of rocked by this this week. The truth is... God didn't put you in the relationships with all your friends that you're in right now so that you can walk through junior high and walk through high school and have the slumber parties and have the dinners and have the dances and have all these different things and you never, ever, ever, ever share with that person the fact that Jesus Christ changed your life. Listen, I have that in my life. And this week, as I was kind of praying through this and preparing, I'm thinking, what about that guy who took me to school or took me to uh, church the first time? He went to church, but he doesn't know Jesus. What about Kyle Allison? The kid who introduced you to people at church, and that's how you're here today. And he's, a, he's far from God. God did not put him in my life and me in his so that I could just go on and we could talk about our kids and, we, and our wives could hang out. No. The truth is tonight is that God has you in the relationships he has you in because you are called to be the light of the world. Some of you have that. Your friends know you do something on Sunday. That's pretty much it. Truth is tonight, some of you guys are walking with fools. Like straight fools who are no good for you and you shouldn't be walking with them because you're going to get hurt. Here's here's what I'm not saying. I'm not saying... We shouldn't have people in our lives that aren't Christians. Every one of us should have people in our lives that don't know Jesus because if we don't, then we're just living in like a little Christian bubble. But I'm talking about the people in your life that are influencing you and causing you to make the decisions you make. Those shouldn't be fools. Tonight in our small groups, we're going to talk about this. But first, we're going to sing. And as we sing, I just want you to be evaluating still. Man, who, who am I as a friend? Who are my friends? Are they wise or are they fools? Because if friendships determine the direction and the quality of our life, five years, ten years, fifteen years down the road, it's really important to evaluate them. So Jesus, I pray for this time. God, as we sing about you, as we sing about your love, use this time, God. I pray you would break hearts in this room right now. I pray you, God, would let students be real with themselves and really ask the tough questions. Are we walking with fools? Are we walking with people that are wise? And what kind of friend am I? God, I pray for this time as we sing. You will be lifted up. In Jesus' name, amen. Would you guys stand up? We're going to sing.